Hallelujah. What do you do, family? What's squanning? What's crack-lacking? I hope we're all doing fine this very, I'm going to say morning, afternoon. My name is Ayokuna Dini, senior leader at New Thing London. And today you are welcome to our Vision Sunday, where I'm going to be talking all things um, um, A&T. It's going to be a phenomenal time. I've got my paper. God, I feel like I need to put it right now. I'm coming to report the news from the heavenlies onto the earth. So flow with me today. Um, pray the Lord gives me utterance today. You know, I want you to pray that your ears are open, that your eyes are open. I want you to pray that your, your ears are open, that your eyes are open. I want you to open wide your heart. I want you to ask the Lord to speak to you today. There is an agenda today with us sharing the vision Sunday. There is an agenda, there's a motive. You know what that is? For you to understand. Because my Bible tells me, in Habakkuk 2, 1 to 3, in the message version, my Bible tells me that the prophet was making a complaint. Aya was making a complaint. Aya was in the times, standing on his watch, praying, interceding concerning his generation. Let me give you a narrative. And as I was doing this, he was standing, waiting to see what he would say to me. And the Lord then, God answered I. <laughs> Something you've got to personalise the scripture. Write this. Write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. <laughs> the vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. And it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. It will come on time. Can I read it again? Can I read it again? As you can see, I'm gas, I'm height. I've got short time, we'll get through what we get through, but I don't want to fail in delivering this in how it ought to be delivered today. And I want you to open your eyes because right, right away, even me reading it again, I'm seeing that Ayo, vision is not thoughts. Vision is not only seeing, vision becomes vision once it's written down. My wife told me, what was it? A goal without a plan is a wish. God speaking to you about your future without you actually hearing and doing what he's saying is a distant, blurry, is a distant thing. It's, a, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's something you've got to do with what you hear. Write it down. Then God answered, write this. Write what you see. Write it out in big 
block letters. Make it plain mm. so that it can be read on the run. You gotta, you, you, you gotta deliver a message that people don't have to sit to hear it. But as they're moving, as they're running, they can see the big block letters. They have direction. They've got a reminder. They've getting understanding whilst on the run. Come on. The vision message is a witness. So the vision, the message, what God is revealing is a witness. It's a testament. Meaning, what you saw ain't all that it's going to be. You're going to live it out as you run in the process of becoming what God has called you to do. What happens, the journey begins to unveil and you begin to see the vision unveil and God begins to give you for your experience, begin to understand and experience the fullness of what God was saying because God doesn't give you everything in the vision. He gives you enough for direction. It gives you enough. Oh, I feel like preaching this morning. Is a witness pointing to what's coming. Vision written down is you being prepared for what's to come. Vision written down is so that you may be prepared for what's to come. Vision written down is that you may be prepared for what's to come. So ask yourself, what is written about you that has already been written in the heavenlies above? Because there's a book up in that place. And that book has all your days already written before they came into being. And the Bible lets us know that forever, O oh Lord, is your word settled in the heavens. But guess where you are right now on the earth? What's the point of you having dreams and visions that happen in the spirit realm, in the heavenly, that does not enable you to, uh, that does not enable, sorry guys, it doesn't enable you to, uh, um, to understand how to, do it on the earth. God speaks to you in the spirit that you may manifest it in the natural. And if it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on the way and it will come on time. That is Habakkuk 2, 1 to 3 in the message version. May the Lord bless the reading of his words. I have a favourite quote about vision and this is this one quote i'm going to bring bear but i thought let's keep it simple you must see it to be it you must see it to be it you must see it to be it without vision the people cast off restraints without Prophetic revelation. The people, as it perish? I, I, the value of vision is that we get a perspective that's beyond ourselves. The value of vision, because once again, we are 
finite beings in the sense of that we're human and we live in earth which is limited resources we serve a god who does not see on our level but sees on his level and there is things that we can't see within our principle that he can see from the heavens he's all-knowing all-seeing all-powerful and when god speaks vision god is bringing us into, into invitation for us to walk and partner with him with what he has desired on the earth. That's the whole purpose. Heavens don't need vision. They can see the glory. The earth needs vision because the glory needs to be restored. And you and I are responsible for that restoration. So without further ado, I want to really go into a little bit about A&T in that context. There, I, wanna, I really, I really want to preach that. That, that verse a lot more. My wife has told me time, you know. I'm beginning to hate time, people of God. <laughs> I think all men of God hate time, actually. So, yeah, men of the spirit. So, uh, I want to go into vision and mission. Um, and I want to talk about the vision and the mission of this house. As my wife said earlier today, this house is just one of many vehicles of expression of God's heart to humanity were one of many houses that will produce transformation in humanity. We are one of many peoples that are doing a great work to preach the gospel of the kingdom. One of many. So I want to break off anything you think that's elite about us. We're not elite. We're not that special. We're not older. No, 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 no. We're a new thing, London. We are a piece of God's heart. You are a piece of God's heart. You are a living epistle. And for this house, our vision is this, our mission is this, and it will still collaborate, collaborate sorry, with everybody else that's in the body. One body, many parts. So the difference between a vision and the mission is that vision is who we aspire to be, is who we're becoming, and is who we're prophetically declaring that we are right now. And mission is more orientated on the how that we're going to complete the vision. Okay, so next slide. We're going to now look at the vision and the mission of A-N-T. So first and foremost, vision is to see the kingdom of God express. Keywords here, guys. Through creativity and innovation. Uh, to see it embodied in healthy and whole families edifying all things through and in Christ. The vision of this house is to see. That means there's going to be a lot of creation because the purpose of creation is to see. It's to see. When you see, when God said, when it, in Genesis 1, when it says that God created the heavens and the earth and it says it was good. That word good, when you look at it in the Hebrew, it, it, it means more towards the word beautiful than it does the word good and it talks about and the context of the word beautiful speaks about God's work being a piece of art being something that ought to be admired being something that you ought to see and be enamored by and the beauty of art is that many of us can see the same thing and see many things once again 
display the multi-dimension, the multi-faceted being of who God is. You know, one one God, but three persons, you know what I'm saying? One God, but many sons, you and I, you know what I'm saying? One God, you know, he's light, but yet light has seven colours. Like, he's, just, he's, just, he's, just, he's, just, he's just unfathomable. And as we see what he creates, it causes us to wonder and to glory. The Bible says in Revelation 4, verse 12, that all things were created for thy pleasure and for their purpose they were created. So, so there is purpose behind creation. There is purpose behind people seeing. Okay, I want to echo that. Seeing, seeing. People, the word became flesh and we beheld him. Come on. God wants to see. God wants us to see him. He wants the world to see him. He wants pure hearts. They may see God. So we're all about people seeing the kingdom of God and we're going to express it through creativity and innovation. We're going to embody it in healthy and whole family because family is the bedrock of society. If you have whole families, you have whole communities. Whole communities, whole cities. Whole cities, whole nations. Whole nation, a whole world. So we start small with a big big vision in sight. We change what we see on a great landscape by changing the one that we can encounter with today. And we want to edify all things through and in Christ. The Bible says that Christ is, all things are made by him, all things are made to him and from him. All things are ought to glorify him. So we're on a redemption mandate where we're going into the midst of culture and we want to shout out the name of Jesus. We just want to light it up with Jesus. Light up the music. Light up the films. Light up every spare of influence with the power and the glory of Christ. Our mission is to help people believe in Jesus. To become a new creation. For the world to behold the newness of Christ. I'm, I'm going to say that again. Ooh, I'm going to say that again. Ooh, 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 I get excited. It is to help people, or we could say even to create an encounter for people, to believe in Jesus, i.e. preach the gospel, <laughs> to become a new creation, to see these people being transformed by the glory of God. And to behold the newness of Christ. That people get to once again see. Because being saved, the kingdom of God, all these things ain't some distant hope when we die. It's available right here, right now. And this is the vision and the mission of this house. So that's why we have what we call believe, become and behold. Believe, become, and behold. Believe, become, and behold. This is a powerful free statement. And to the next slide, please. You're going to see how this is the cycle of life. In this, I've tried to take all those long sentences into three words. If you remember these three words, you're cool. I want you to remember everything else. But these three words... 
Wherever you're going to go when we get our lovely building, our lovely HQ, our lovely facilities, you're going to see believe, you're going to see become, you're going to see behold. Like, I'm biased, of course I am. I'm the shepherd of this house, so I'm always going to, you know, prefer what God says to me above everything else that God says to anybody else. These three words I've seen throughout Scripture everywhere. And I believe that if this can be applied, even on a natural level, you will see transformation in your life. Remember, our name is a new thing, London. So clearly we're all about new, new, new. And that new is not found in what we change about ourselves. That new is that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. So at the essence of what thing that we do, everything the essence of who we are, it will always be about one man. His name is Jesus. So how does one get to experience, encounter, participate, actualize, manifest this newness? He must first come to Jesus. And, a, and there is, a, there is a, um, a chapter in Mark 9 where a man has a, has a little boy, I think. Is that a boy? Yeah, a little boy, I think. And his boy gets thrown into the fire, gets thrown into the water. And the disciples can't cast out the demons. And they come to Jesus and says, if you can, can you heal my son? And Jesus is like, what do you mean if I can? All things are possible to him who believes. Now that same statement is another story where Jesus is, is, is talking about rich people. It's a rich young ruler, in fact. And the rich young ruler says that I have done all the law has required. What must I do to gain eternal life? And Jesus says to him, sell all that you have. Follow me, guys. Give it to the poor and follow me. And that young, that rich young ruler walked away sad. And basically the disciples said, Jesus, how is it possible for anybody to be saved? And talk about the rich in particular. And he said this statement, with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So once again, the key to actually receiving Christ is believing in him and that scripture believe that whoever believes so whoever um, to him who believes all things are possible is what we base this first word called believe we understand in the context of scripture this partakes to salvation this partakes to deliverance this partakes to our lives that that which seems impossible by our own ability, if we can believe with God, all things are possible. The next one is become. And 2 Corinthians 5 from verse 17, it speaks about if any man is engrafted or comes into Christ, he becomes a new creation. So that word become is what we know is an ongoing process. And we're inviting people to believe in Jesus. Come on. Get ye saved, delivered and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. And that they will become, come on, in Christ, a new creation. And the next one is behold. And in Revelation chapter 21 verse 5, it says, Behold, I shall wipe away every tear from every eye. Ha, I will heal and, and all manners of great and awesome things. And behold, I make all things new. 
And that beholding is that we want people to believe, become, and we want them to behold through their lives. God making all things new for their family, in their career, in their finances, and everything that pertains to them. We want to see God making all things new in their life. Now, how is this the cycle of life, Ayan? Because the other way round, the same thing can happen. When you behold him, the Bible says in St. Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, it says that as you behold him, you will get to become like him. You are being transformed from one degree of glory to another. And as you become like him, you become as Paul said, a living epistle, which means a letter, which means a message, which means you have something to say through how you live, that people get to see and also put their trust in him. They get to believe. So the same way that you believe, become and behold, is the same way that you behold, become, and they get to believe. It starts with him, it ends with him. Come on. It, it starts with God doing a new work in you, but that work is not to your own end or your benefit. It's for you to do that onto somebody else. So essentially, at anything London, all that we do will be expressing through getting people to believe, them becoming a new creation, and the whole world gets to behold. When they see A&T, the glory of God manifest in the earth. So, that's an essence of the bubble and the, the nucleus of the, of, the, of the ministry. I want to bring back to home, so to speak, what God is saying to us right now. Um, you know, um, you, you know me, I'm not so much a big fan of word, word, of the, word of the year, all that sort of stuff, blah, blah, blah. It has its place and, and, and it's definitely needed and definitely right. Um, but I'm a believer that if you do what God says every day, your year will look different. Can I get an amen in the place today? Hallelujah. You know, you know, your obedience is much more better than, than, than you want to be to prophesy a word for the year that you might not actually ever apply. <laughs> but in saying that, we always echo here. Man can't live by bread alone. Man must live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Man must posture himself to hear, what is God saying to me right now? We must live in the spirit. Hallelujah. And the statement to us right now that I kept hearing in my spirit, man, last year, today's seed is tomorrow's harvest. Today's seed is tomorrow's harvest. Next slide. Today's seed is tomorrow's harvest. Today's seed is tomorrow's harvest. And this word is not just for the air. You might hear it again next year, I'm honest with you. This word, I feel, is that for the next season, the next 10 years. Because the way I'm thinking now, I'm not thinking in years, I'm thinking in decades. I'm thinking in decades, I'm thinking long stretches. I'm trying to, I'm, 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 I'm that nosy son of God. 
that wants to see the end from the beginning. I want to see it all. <laughs> and as I press in, he's glimpsing, he's glimpsing, he's glimpsing. I'm glimpsing and glimpsing. And I don't know about you, Gary, but this week was powerful. God gave great clarity. And that's the power of fasting. Your capacity in the spirit begins to increase. And his statement to us as a people, as A&T, and I believe it's for anybody else that wants to join their faith with what God is saying to this house right now, is today's seed is tomorrow's harvest. Today's seed is tomorrow's harvest. Today's seed is tomorrow's harvest. And I believe that the big thing that God is going to do, you know, it's been heard from the last 10, 20 years, the, the billion so harvest that the kingdom of God is about to reap. It's going to start small. It's going to start with a seed. It's going to start with you. It's going to start with us. It's going to start with all of us in the body of Christ in this city. It's going to be trinkets. It's going to be what are we going to choose to do tomorrow? What are we going to choose to do this year? What are we going to choose to sow for the next 10 years? And I believe God has given us practical wisdom to facilitate, to steward all the things that are going to be birthed from this house. And because we're so young, so infants, so, you know, with us in our foundational moment, he's reminding us, he's reminding me, more, more, more importantly, Ayo, today's seed is tomorrow's harvest. Today's seed is tomorrow's harvest. Anything that started, anything that became big, started small. Despise not the day of small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see it begin. And on that note, this scripture, Proverbs 24:27, in the message translation, this is the first time in my life that I have quoted from the message translation more than twice in one session. My God, that's, 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 that's very different of me. It says this, first, plant your fields. I want to bring context to what this word means to us. Then build your barn. Let me say it again. First, plant your fields. Then build your your barn. Let me read it in Amplified to give you a bit more understanding. Prepare your work outside and get it ready for yourself in the field. Afterwards, build your house and establish a home. Touch your neighbour. You can't, can you? Hashtag in the comments, process. Then hashtag in the comments, first things first. Then hashtag in the comments, plant. Hashtag in the comments, build. I'm getting you active right now. I want you guys to zone in right now because this, this is where we're going to zone in. Right, now. this is what I'm going to. This is what God is saying to us right now. Right now, you can change the slide. Right now. Right now. First, plant your fields, then build your barns. First, plant your fields, 
then build your barns. Prepare your work outside and get it ready for yourself in the field. Afterwards, build your house and establish a home. Proverbs 24, so what has that got to do, Io, with today's seed and tomorrow's harvest? I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Next slide, baby. No, 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 that's, that's the video. Essentially, what this verse is saying, don't start building without making sure you can afford the cost. Don't start building <laughs> without making sure you can afford the cost. Nobody starts to build without first counting the cost because they were mocking the after starting building, he didn't finish. God is bringing a word to us in season right here, right now. Speaking to me, speaking to Susan, and he's speaking to you. That you are in the beginning of a work. That in, to ensure that it will tarry and that it will end well and end strong and complete, you need to count the cost. You need to plant your fields. You need to ensure you are ready, prepared, and in the place to lay down your life. It makes me to lie down in green pastures. Come on now. In church, in, 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 in Christianity, we call what we're doing in Newfoundland London a church plant. And we do that deliberately because plants have seeds and seeds multiply. So it goes back to the whole essence of God multiplying and God producing fruit and seeing what one plant become two plants and blah, 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 blah. So most times we call what we're doing here a church plant. You know, and if, if, if we're a church plant, it means that, that the house needs to have good soil. And if you've been reading the devotional this week, you would have saw, you would, you would saw a pattern about of the good soil of your heart. You would saw a pattern of, about the farmer casting seeds, you know, and that seed being the word of God. You would have saw that only the one that had good soil reaped fruit. So essentially, when you're preparing your fields, what you are doing is that you're ensuring what you're going to build upon is on good ground. It's 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 in good soil. It's going to be able to receive what you're about to plant and what you're about to plant is going to reap what you, it's going to reap a harvest according to what you have sown. But you can't sow it in anywhere. And the fact about this Let's bring it home to you and to me. Ayo, you can't just grow anywhere. God has specifically put a place for you to grow, an environment, uh, a shepherd, uh, a people that you ought to be around. He's put you in a place, A-N-T, just to bring it home, where there is good soil, because this is not my house, it's his house, hallelujah. And, 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 and this thing will begin to bubble up according to you yielding. Because if I bring this even closer to home, the seed is duality. Meaning, you are a seed that's going to be planted in the house of the Lord. And you also have seeds that he's given to you. 
You are to be planted. Before we build and create and do all those type of things, there needs to be a blessed affirmation and assurance that you are here for being here for her sake and you have a why that you are here. There needs to be an understanding first that you ought to be planted. And you being planted is embodying you being a seed, but not just being planted, you can just come here to sit and receive. You also come here to get into the vineyard, to get into the mucky business of, of, of plowing this ground, to work. So you're also here to serve. If any of you wants to be great, he must become your servant. If any of you want to show yourself to be a man of God, you must prove yourself faithful. Well done, my good and faithful servant. So, you are a seed and you have seeds. You are a seed, you ought to be planted and you have seeds, you ought to be serving with the, and that seed that you have are gifts, are abilities that God has divinely given you to serve where you are planted. So there's a powerful scripture in Colossians 2, um, verse 7, and it reads, sorry guys, I told you today, today's going to be very, 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 very wordy, but I want it to be plain and simple. I want you to leave here with understanding. Colossians 2 verses 6 to 7 therefore as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord so walk in him having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude look at the words they use in here rooted and now being built up first plant your fields then build your barn there's a process there's a process there's a process don't build before you plant it ha don't 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 start doing don't, don't start up a ministry without first being rooted in a ministry can i bring it home again don't start doing x y and z without you first because the Bible says, how can you be given authority over your own house if you can't prove yourself faithful in another man's house? There's a process. David had to serve. Going through the process of being hidden. Submit to the man that he was going to replace. There's a process. You don't just become the next thing. God makes you into the next thing. You are becoming it. And yes, we will behold it in Jesus' name. And the powerful thing here is this. You have to be rooted and built up in Christ. The verse before talks about if you've received him, you must also walk with him. Do you know that there are many people that have received Christ but aren't walking with Christ? Let's be real. You know them. I know them. We were once them. <laughs> so it's not a boasting match here. And this reminds me of a person called Martha and Mary who both received Christ into their homes. 
But, 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 but Martha, saved but yet anxious, saved but yet distracted, saved but yet busybodying, was somehow frustrated with Jesus because her sister was sitting at his feet. The difference between Martha and Mary is that Mary chose to dwell at the feet. Mary chose devotion. Mary chose communion. Mary chose oneness with Christ over works. She said, if I'm going to receive him, I've got to keep walking with him. Martha received him and went back to working. And Jesus said, you're worried, anxious about many things. You're distracted. Mary has chosen the good thing. And it won't be taken away from her. So it's possible to be saved and be unfruitful. Yes, it's possible to be saved and go to heaven, by the way, and not have anything to show for your life in accordance to the plan of God. So I want to charge you today. As you have received Christ, are you walking with him? As you're being rooted in Christ, are you being built up in him? Is this making sense to you guys here? Because the art of being rooted and being built on him is that when a plant grows and it begins to build stature and begins to bear fruit and leaves, we get to understand the work of the ministry, which is a word multiplication, which is a word that you brother Christ say, without me you can bear no fruit. Abide in me and I in you. God has called you to be rooted for because God wants to multiply who you are in the earth. He wants more kids like you. Church isn't an organisation. Church isn't a building. It's an organism. It's living and it's active. And it thrives through centuries and centuries and thousands of years because it has lived on through people. Buildings come and go, but the seed of a man continues to multiply to the day of Christ. And God wants a harvest. Come on. God wants to reap the reward of his sacrifice. That's you and I, and that's also them outside in the fold. So be planted. Is Christ's work in you is you going through the process, and this process nobody sees. Is you really getting rooted, and you really getting involved, is you really actually get, saying yes to the core of why you are here in A&T. And why you, are you here in A&T? Three words, build his kingdom. And the process of God being at work in you, you being rooted and being built on him, is going to enable you to start building for him, because Building in his kingdom is your work unto God, but being planted is God's work in you. The outcome of your work unto God is that all of them, i.e. the world, will see this. The outcome of God's work in you being planted is that nobody sees this, but you become this. It's the process again of being in Christ and Christ being in you. With Christ, hidden in God. But Paul says that Christ in you is the hope of glory. 
You don't just stop here. You get into God and God is also getting into you. You've seen God, but then when they see you, they're going to see God. In Christ. Christ in you. The hope of glory. It's a hope. It's an expectation. It's a vision of God yet to be actualized. Because he's waiting for men and women like you and I to be formed into his image. So, we're saying that because time is fast spent. And I know it's 10 to now. So you're going to have to be, yeah, my wife is giving me time. <laughs> time is fast spent. I want to encourage you guys. I'll finish this next week, so don't worry. I've still got loads more to go through. And I'm going to go through the practicality of what's going to happen right now. Because everything I've been saying so far, there's a personal work. There's a personal agreement. There was a personal understanding. There was a personal a personal application of you understanding why you are here right now. What this house is about right now. And guess what? You don't need to have all the answers about who you are. It's, it's going to be unveiled as you are in him. All you need is a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is your home, stay in it. <laughs> this is the house I call you to, furnish it. This is, the, this is where I want you to be, get stuck in. A-N-T, today's seed, which is you, today's seed, which is your gifts and your abilities, is tomorrow's harvest. The harvest we want to see it's all going to be down to what you choose to do with what you've been given. And Paul warned us, no man can boast that whatever any of us has received, it has been given. Can I encourage you today to understand that you, aren't, you don't need to create what's been given. You need to receive what's been given. But you need to prove yourself faithful to what's been given and you need to make sure what you have been given multiplies. Go and read Matthew 25. Go and read the story about the, about the three servants, the talents. This is the hour of us to be enlightened. This is the hour to understand we're in a, we're, we're, we're in a moment of, 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 of the world actually is never going to be the same again. And we've got to understand what is our role in this new normal. What is our role in God's agenda in the earth? What is our role? What is our role? What is your role? Some of you are going to need to pray and fast a little bit more. It's okay. Some of us are going to need to repent. It's okay. Some of us are going to really get... It's okay. Whatever you've got to do, it's okay. Because on the other side of your obedience, there is a reward. On the other side of your obedience, it is the harvest. On the other side of your obedience... Is you becoming like him? Now ask me a question. Do you want to be like Jesus? Obey. You want to be like Jesus? Trust him and obey. You want to see A&T, which is you and me, because we're the seeds? You want to see this thing harvest and flourish? You want to see the world coming to know the knowledge of Christ? What are you choosing to do with what has been given to you? Your mandate is to preach the gospel for every avenue available to you.
music, art, entertainment, blah, 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 blah. What is your role? I'm going to end right here. I'm so upset because the juicy part is right here. But I promise you guys, next week we're going to do part two. And next week, I will, I will pray. <laughs> teasing season. And we'll go straight to the message. That if you've been blessed, hashtag blessed in the comments. Hashtag blessed in the comments. If you've been blessed, hashtag blessed in the Holy Ghost comments today. Holy, holy, holy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you for what you said. We want to thank you for what has been said. It's been short, it's been sweet, but it's still be eye-opening. And today I'm just declaring over the house of A&T that vision is becoming plain. Vision concerning A&T, but vision concerning their lives. That there is a grand opening in the spirit right now. Even as Susan has declared that when Jacob slept on a rock, which was Christ, that his, his eyes were open, that he was able to see a ladder and angels ascend and ascend. I pray God would take all of you into a time of dreams and visions, into a time of open visions, into a time of even when your daydreams become inspirations under the function of the Holy Spirit, that God will begin to speak to you individually, that you will not begin to become faithful out of corrosion but, or out of manipulation or, or out of control, but you become faithful out of the willingness to yield to the call of Christ. Father, I pray, may above all, the fear of the Lord be upon us, that we may receive wisdom, receive wisdom, that we will be wise and not foolish and understand what the will of God is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Guys, thank you for your time. I know we've gone over a little bit by 12 minutes, I think, or five, I don't know. But next week is part two, you know. Basically, even show them a little bit of the next slide still. I was going to do a little bit of the next slide. Next week is 2021 and beyond. I'm going to take you guys through three phases of how this is going to look like. Guys, I'm a practical man. You see that there? Where is it? Is that? You see that there? It's going to get real. You're going to see how all of it entails together. But without further ado, I want to thank you for being with us today. I want to thank you for all the seeds that have been sown financially today. I want to thank you for you listening. And I'm hoping that God is speaking to you and that you have been edified you've been renewed you've you've once again you know just re-understood why we are here what we are here who what what are you what is anything learning i hope you get a bit more understanding next week we're gonna flourish that understanding we're gonna embellish it a lot more so if your first time being here thank you for coming holler us in the dms send us over an email if you want to become a partner you want to be a part of what god is doing here please details are coming up shortly please contact us we were more than happy to welcome you into the new. And without further ado, my name is Ayakono Duni, senior leader at Newfield London. I love you and I'm praying you have a beautiful Sunday and a beautiful week. And I'll see you here next Sunday. Blessings.